Welcome to the Madison Church Podcast. My name is Stephen Feith, and I'm the lead pastor of Madison Church and the host of this podcast. We just want to say thank you for listening in today. Today is a bonus episode of the podcast. We usually release that midweek. And this week, our content is about uh, Martin Luther King Jr. weekend-inspired resources to help you connect with God and the world as you grow spiritually. But before we get into that, I want to invite you to subscribe. If you're a new listener, welcome. Um, We definitely want to encourage you to subscribe, especially if you uh, feel like this content is helpful. If you already subscribe, it would mean a lot to me if you would rate and review the podcast. It honestly helps people find uh, the content that they're looking for at our church. In 2021, we had over 900 downloads, which is awesome. It was a um, a record high for us at Madison Church, but we only have two ratings. And so um, people are listening, but not rating. If you would do that for us, it would just help us a lot. Now, last weekend was Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Weekend. And at Madison Church, we have always tried to keep conversations about racial just injustices, racial healing uh, at the forefront of what we do. When we first started the church, we dedicated one weekend a year to talk specifically about those issues. And prior to 2020, I've got to be honest with you, it felt like we were doing more than a lot of our peers were. Um, A lot of other churches with white lead pastors um, didn't want to talk about race, racial issues, because they felt like that was too political to bring up. However, um, I don't see these topics as political. I think that they are people issues. They're only political if you don't deal with them. And so um, because we knew that there were people not just in our church, but in our community who dealt with um, systemic injustices and racism, that we were going to talk about it. Now, 2020 happened and we became a lot more aware that the issues were um, present all along, but perhaps getting worse in a lot of ways. And so uh, in 2020, we made a decision as a church to talk about these um, issues a lot more often and to be uh, extra intentional about bringing in Black speakers to talk to our church about anything that they wanted to talk about, and usually um, that had to do with racial issues. Now, this last weekend, we had Tyler Nyland, a pastor from Fountain of Life Covenant Church here in Madison, come to speak to us. Tyler also works at Nehemiah, which is a nonprofit in town. Um, And Tyler is a white pastor who works in predominantly black spaces here in Madison. Uh, Nehemiah and Fountain of Life are both black-led organizations, and um, servicing, helping, ministering to predominantly um, the Black community. Now, I had Tyler come and join us to speak this last weekend because I thought it would be helpful to hear someone who is white but works in Black spaces speak to our predominantly, but not exclusively, predominantly white congregation about how we could be better allies, how we can continue to learn and grow. Tyler's message was fantastic. You can catch it here on the podcast or on our YouTube channel. 
one of the things that I wanted to talk to you guys about um, this week was just extra resources in addition to the message that would help you grow um, in your faith with and regarding issues of race. So first, let's just talk about um, at Madison Church, we have several videos and podcasts of Black speakers coming in to speak. You can hear from Dr. Alex G. Jr. You can hear from Bishop Walter Harvey. Those messages, are, again, are available here on the podcast or our YouTube channel. You can also catch Tyler's message. Another thing we've done as a church is we have had um, those who are interested join Tyler, join Nehemiah in their Black History course for a new day um, as a small group. That course um, is very, very challenging. It contains a lot of information and a discussion group. You can join online or in person, I believe, and that runs about uh, nine weeks, two hours a week. But um, I've personally taken the course, and you learn a lot about history that you didn't necessarily learn in school. And so I definitely encourage that if you haven't taken that yet. Uh, if you joined us in person, you know that I recommended several books at the end of our time together. One of the books that I recommended was uh, a book that Tyler recommended in his uh, talk. It was The Color of Compromise by Jamar Tisby. This book is great if you're interested in the history of the church and talks about um, racial issues and how the church has largely been very complicit with racism and the setup of these systemic injustices. Now, certainly when we began as a country, we a lot of those were already in place, but the church allowed those things to uh, further. And so if you were looking for an objective historical view of that, of the problems that we're dealing with today, The Color of Compromise is a great book. Now, I also know that there are probably people who are listening, uh, you're white, and you're wondering, why are we talking about race again, again, again? And it, just, and it might feel like something that we're always talking about to you, and you're wondering um, why that is. I would encourage you to read the book White Awake by Daniel Hill. That's White Awake by Daniel Hill. Daniel is a pastor in the Chicagoland, um, or in Chicago, and his book talks about how, yes, white people have a culture and that we need to learn about that. And it talks about how once we begin to understand our own culture, we can actually help um, the problems that are we're facing other people, other races and ethnicities are facing in this country. Daniel is a pastor, so it is in the lens of someone who has faith, who considers faith to be very, very important and an essential to life. And I couldn't encourage you to read that book more if you're somebody who's wondering what's the big deal about this. A book I read twice in the past year is by Esau McCauley, and it's called Reading While Black. Uh, it had occurred to me while reading Esau's book that most of the commentaries that I read um, are by white theologians. And it had not occurred to me uh, because that wasn't something I was necessarily looking for. I was just looking for good commentaries. And I would take recommendations. And it just so happened that in this funnel that I that I live in, that I exist in, this funnel of recommendations, they were all um, European descent, not always American, but, um, you know, white European descent theologians and scholars. And reading 
Macaulay's book challenged me to look around for additional resources. So now when um, I'm writing a book on Jude, one of the things that I looked for that I didn't look for in the series, when I did the series several years ago, I looked for those commentaries and, and read them all. Turns out that they were all by white authors, scholars, theologians. This time around, I looked for people of other races and ethnicities who are theologians, scholars, writers on Jude. And I think that it really did uh, enhance my understanding of Jude. And I, I, so that's why I would recommend reading While Black. It opens up your mind um, to how maybe whitewashed our theological education is. And finally, uh, the last book recommendation was Between the World and Me by Tanahisi Coates. Um, this book, honestly, uh, I think it's the only book I've cried while reading. And it's powerful as it's a firsthand account of what black men go through. And specifically, Coates um, writes uh, at times, or a lot of it, to his son, who is a young black male. And while these other books, they're theological in nature and talk about the Bible and faith and why it should be important, it's important that we don't just have an objective look. I think it's very important that we hear stories and we see how these uh, systemic injustices, we see how the policies, we see how complicity within the church affects people who don't look like us. And that's why the Between the World and Me, I, I think it's must read for you, uh, especially if you're a white person listening, um, to hear the stories and to make it personal. So those were some book recommendations. Again, we have the videos and podcasts um, by several author or by several speakers uh, who are black talking about these issues. Tyler spoke last weekend. It was great. Before we uh, close out our time today, I also want to tell you about an initiative that Madison Church does as a community. When you give to Madison Church, part of what you're funding uh, is our mission and ministry initiatives. We also have reserves because that's just a wise thing to do with finances, to have reserves. And we last year moved a portion of our reserves into Wisconsin's only Black-owned financial institution. You heard me right. There is only one Black-owned financial institution in the state of Wisconsin. And it is not in Madison, it is in Milwaukee. And this is an initiative that we were doing with other churches in our network called Justice Deposits. It turns out that while most of the banks or financial institutions are owned by predominantly white men, uh, it turns out that they give a very uh, significantly low amount of mortgages or business loans to black or African American people. You can turn that on its head with Black-owned financial institutions. Their predominant customers are Black or African-American uh, people looking for mortgages or um, business loans. By moving part of our reserves into these banks, we are able to increase the amount that they are able to loan. We're increasing the equity of the bank, and that was a practical way that we could um, put our money to work to help resolve a very large systemic injustice issue, which is uh, home ownership among Black and African American people. And so, um, well, you could do that too. Personally, you could move part of your savings. If you have savings or uh, CDs or whatever you have, you could move those into Columbia, loan and savings out of Milwaukee. 
Or just know that um, when you invest in Madison Church, part of your investment is going into reserves of Columbia Loan and Savings, which is Black-owned and helps uh, people get mortgages who might otherwise not have the opportunity. Uh, So thanks again for listening. My name is Stephen. I want to invite you to subscribe, rate and review the podcast, if you will. And finally, join us this Sunday as we're kicking off a new series called Love Where You Live. We would love to see you in person at 5 o'clock at our Isthmus location at 1103 Jennifer Street. Uh, All that information can be found at our website, madisonchurch.com. But the series I'm excited about as it is zero degrees today, and you might be wondering, why do I live here? Uh, I totally get the sentiment when it's zero degrees and there's snow on the ground and uh, you're cooped up inside. But we need to begin to see Madison as not just the place that we live, not just the place that we live right now, but the place that we've been called to, the place that we've been brought to, and that God has a reason and a purpose for us to be here. And so I hope that you'll join us for this three-week series as we're going to talk about doing more than just existing in Madison. Let's talk about how we can contribute and impact it. All right. Thanks. Have a great week. Stay healthy and be well.